People constantly make pop culture references. That's why it's called popular culture, because people are aware of it and reference it constantly. Seth Rogen. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Our question of the day is... Can I use names of copywritten material in my book? Quotes and songs, that kind of thing. Yes and no. Do not let your entire book be citing word-for-word Twilight. That's not going to fly. That is copyright infringement. (laughs) There are some things that you can do. We're going to talk today about the specifics. Break down what you can and can't do according to the law. Now, we are not lawyers. We are not copyright experts. If you have a question, if you're concerned about it, your best bet is to go to legal sources, not some random person on the internet who says that they know a lot about it. So one of the questions you have to ask yourself is, do you plan on making any money with the writing? If it's fan fiction or something like that, you are not going to be allowed to make money with the writing. You can write all you want, but it's when money gets entered into the equation that these questions even come up. If you don't plan on selling your book ever, then just, you know, have fun. Skip this episode, move on. It doesn't apply to you. Right, selfishly. First off, if it was written 95 years ago, So as of recording right now, if it was published before 1925, you're good to go. It's in the public domain. What is public domain? Public domain means that it was created so long ago that it now belongs to the public in general. This is not to say that it's uncopywritten, because in a way it is, because you cannot take the Bible word for word and publish it and copyright it and then say no one else can write it. It is in public domain, meaning it's more or less the copyright is held by everybody. So if you're writing a fan fiction of the Canterbury Tales, where they finish the travels, go for it, have fun. But you aren't allowed to make money off of Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling's world that she's built because that's hers. She owns the copyright. She's the one you need permission from and probably need to pay a lot of money to in order to create new content in that world. Now, there is something to help you in this, and it's called fair use. Fair use allows the use of trademarks and certain copyrighted material under very specific circumstances. There's a couple of things that you need to consider before you can classify what you're using as fair use. I got this list from Standout Books. They're a publishing services company, and they list four things that you need to consider before you can consider your use of that copyright or trademark material under fair use. The very first is if you are using it in a commercial for-profit situation, or if it is educational and or valuable in some way to humankind as a whole. Valuable to you is not valuable as a whole. That goes back to what we started the episode with. Are you making money on it? Because that needs to come into consideration. You also need to consider the nature of the copyrighted work and what it is that you're referencing. You cannot take 
like we said, the entire script of Twilight and publish it yourself. Because that goes into the next part is the amount of text that you're referencing. A little bit here and a little bit there is fine. Entire chunks, not so much. Yeah, I can't copyright the word the. That's too small of an amount to limit the rest of the world from using that particular tool in their storytelling. And the final thing is you have to consider what the effect will be on the original copyrighted work in its potential market value, which is why you can't just republish something that somebody's already written because that directly affects their potential in the market. So if I have a character who's 11 years old and he has a lightning scar and he discovers he's a wizard, there's going to be some issues there. If I have a character who's 11 years old and he's riding a bicycle and he flips over the top of the bicycle and he goes face first into the gravel and he ends up with a lightning scar on his head and one of the friends goes, <laughs> you look like Harry Potter. And that's the end of it. That is not impacting J.K. Rowling at all because your characters are just making a pop culture reference. So let's break down some more of the rules in fair use and go specifically into what can and can't be used. As I mentioned briefly, many of the rules depend on how much content you include. Having a single name, like Wonder Woman, doesn't really matter. If I include a scene from the new Wonder Woman movie, word for word, verbatim, there's going to be problems. If you're writing a nonfiction, citing sources can get a little messy. Having that bibliography at the end should help, but there is a fine line between citing a source and straight up plagiarism. You can cite a source, summarize, include a quote, make sure it's short, and you're fine. If you copy an entire page, if you copy even an entire paragraph, it starts to get sketchy. A lot of that comes down to, are you claiming it as your own? If you are giving credit where credit is due, you can argue a reasonable effort. Again, consult your lawyer if this is where you are. Especially if you are writing a nonfiction that is meant to be educational, you have a lot more freedoms under the fair usability. Let's move on to songs. Don't. You can't just list the lyrics of a song. I don't care how important you think it is to your story. If it is a copyrighted song, you can't just list the lyrics and have it be part of your script. You can reference the song or the artist and say, that person is listening to this. For an example, John Green in the book Paper Towns had, they were shouting along to a song by the Mountain Goats. So they have this reference in there to a real band that made a real song and that's okay, because it's a reference that directs the reader to that, and it doesn't take away somebody's ability to enjoy that song by the Mountain Goats. Okay, we said never under any circumstances. If you have way too much money lying around, one, make sure you visit our Patreon page, and two, you can go to the artist and say, hey, do I have permission to use these particular lyrics and I'll pay you this much money? There are an enormous amount of other issues that come with that. 
that I am not qualified to inform you on. It is physically possible, but... Yes, it's a lot easier to do small references. Now, we mentioned briefly earlier fan fictions. Fan fictions are a huge, huge source for how people get started writing. I believe it was Neil Gaiman started with a Lovecraft Sherlock Holmes fan fiction mashup thing. Now, if you take a look at a book like Ready Player One, is that classified as a fan fiction? There's references and everything everywhere in there. Not technically a fan fiction. They are really close to a lot of those lines, but the characters and the world are themselves. Yes. And that is a very good example of this fair use idea where you can use pop culture references everywhere. Just like our quote at the beginning from Seth Rogen, pop culture references exist because people reference them everywhere. So it's totally plausible to have these references in your book without having to get permission from the author. You can't use their material exactly, but you can say she was in her Wonder Woman pajamas. So I've seen Blue Harvest and I've seen Spaceballs. These are parodies. They're satires. Am I allowed to do that in my own writing? Of course. According to the same website that I listed earlier, Standout Books, they say, quote, parody is only a legal defense if your parody is sufficiently transformative. So it has to be different enough. If you aren't changing the original base for your satire and parody enough, then you could be in serious trouble. So what about people that actually exist? Can I say my main love interest looks like a beat up Orlando Bloom? Yes. The danger here is, yes, you can use names of real people, but you have to be careful of how you use them because you can open yourself up to libel and defamation lawsuits if you are throwing these names under the bus. If they are a real person and you're accusing them of bad things, that's a really big problem. Which is especially scary, not just for celebrities, but if you're writing an autobiography. You're much better off in not just referencing people, but everything to make up a name that's similar and go with that. And all you have to do in that case is at the beginning, say some names, some circumstances have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. So to kind of sum up what we've talked about in this episode, I know it's a lot of legalese that we just kind of threw at you. Yes, you can reference things. You can reference people, you can reference books, you can reference pop culture in general. That is perfectly okay. You cannot use entire characters, you can't use entire passages, you can't defame anything of a copyrighted work in your book if you're using it for profit. But in the end, I just enjoy writing. I enjoy telling the story, I enjoy setting up the plot and putting my characters through terrible things. Because in the first draft, what I always do and what you should really do is just write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 